what you're doing is there's actually a purpose to the app. It's not just content distribution. It's not just another spot that my yeah. content is being posted. There's actually like, I can't do this on Instagram. I can't do this in a Facebook. I can't do this anywhere else. This is the way that I can get a challenge. This is my, my discipleship app. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. Today, we're setting records because we have three co-hosts of this podcast today. We are joined by Nils Smith, the OG, the original, the godfather, Nils Smith. He's got the beard of a godfather, too, at the moment. So if you're not watching on YouTube, this is your cue. And of course, the safest unsafe man you have ever met, DK Hammond, also What's joining me? us. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, and we have an incredible guest with us today representing Cause Machine. His name is Drew Davis. And if you haven't heard of Cause Machine, we're so excited to introduce you to this technology. Your church is going to benefit from it. And uh, we're just trying to help Drew out, uh, tell the world about this incredible product that he's the customer success manager for. And Drew, we're so happy to have you here. We're going to have you introduce yourself here in a second. But I want to tell, I just want to celebrate how this podcast is happening because Drew did the right thing and he sent a direct message. For those of you that don't know what a direct message is, it's a feature on every social network that you can message somebody one-to-one. -one. I think every single podcast, Nils, DK, and myself, let you know as a listener, first of all, thank you for listening. Secondly, you can hit us up at any time. So the DMs are open. Drew took advantage of it, and Drew is now here. Drew, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you all. I, I appreciate it. And I got all three. Uh, so, yeah, just a little nervous. Got the the OGs and Aaron. And, uh, I'm to be nervous. Yeah, yeah, excited. Thank you all for having me. Well, Drew, do you want to just, just tell our audience maybe a little bit about your background, how you got involved with Cause Machine? And, uh, yeah, what, what you do? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I'm originally, uh, from Dallas, Texas as any good Texan, I have to make note that I'm from Texas. Um, yeah. And, uh, anywhere I go and when they ask you, know, where are you from? It's Texas, even though I'm currently living in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, yeah, I was, I went to school at Sanford university in Birmingham, met my wife there. We moved up to Louisville. Uh, I was a ministry at a church in Louisville for nine years. I did a few different things from sports and fitness to missions, mobilization, and awareness to community pastoring, serving local nonprofits. Um, and along the way, kind of fell into the tech world uh, a little bit part-time and uh, jumped full force uh, last fall. Love it. That's awesome. Well, Drew, do you want to introduce Cause Machine? That would be that would be awesome for us to hear exactly what the technology is, and then I'll I'll I'll... I'll take DK and Nils off the leash and let them come at you. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it. Yeah. It's going to go somewhere. Um, yeah. So Cause Machine. So it's a digital platform for churches uh, really built around two facets, um, online community engagement and sermon activation, sermon engagement. And so when you're building an online community, uh, really helping your people who are joining online connect with other people around the country, connect with others online, building groups, building content, building courses, really educating them, edifying them, discipling them in a, a dedicated online community. And the other side of that is really sermon activation engagement. So you're already doing the hard work of editing, repurposing your sermon. Um, so throwing that into Cause Machine as a challenge, where you can actually see measurables, how are people living out what they're hearing on site. What are they taking action upon? And as any good communications team is, is hungry for stories, getting those stories written and capturing those stories. So then you become content creation. They're creating the content. So um, yeah, it's been an awesome, awesome experience. We're, we're pumped about it. We're excited to be able to share it with more churches and just thank you all for the time to, to share it. So Drew, I'm, I'm super excited to hear where, where you're going. I, I think I want to, I'm curious where you are because uh, you know knowing uh, and, and DK spent a lot of time in technology development, so he he understands I think probably the, the best and 
this group what all goes into building a platform yeah. like this because what you just laid out is big uh and complex and complicated and um and we've seen that you know churches you know i think about the church home app mm-hmm. uh that that got a lot of attention and popularity um and then you know seemingly fizzled a little bit i don't, I don't know enough about the, the state of where things are there with with that app but it was it was seen like oh is this where everyone's going and then here's where it's not so i would love to hear though before we get into what it is today yeah. where where do you where, where do you hope to be in like three to five years with this platform with this technology what What's the future of this before we get into what what is today? Man, I, th- I think there's so many so many things that right now with with the platform itself that we've just been continually developing over the past 10 years. Um, through virtual event spaces, you know, live streaming with churches became such a massive thing in, in 2020. And so um, we coupled alongside that and even with the virtual event space, spaces in there. Um, our background as a company has been faith-focused, faith-forward. Like we've most of our clients are in a faith-based environment. And so our heart is to serve the church, serve faith communities, associations, and organizations alike, and really help them better engage in a digital world that culturally, uh, the digital side of everything is just, the culture is taking over that. And so how can we empower the church and empower organizations to take back a little bit of ground in the digital space, really take ownership of their, of their people, take ownership of their community, ownership of over the discipleship within a digital environment. Oh, man. Drew, this is a very interesting app (laughs) for a lot of reasons. Okay. Uh, On the onset, I think what I'm most intrigued about is you guys being able to form the story in such a way that someone will make a challenge. Walk us through that experience when someone now sees the story, feels compelled through the message of Jesus Christ, and now makes a challenge. Kind of walk us through that process of the application. Yeah. So you you hear the sermon, you're cutting it down, editing it, throwing it onto the platform, it uploads. Now it's going to send a push notification out saying, hey, a new challenge has been, been added they're going to get a moment to just see that short clip, whether it's from the sermon or even just as they're walking off the stage or walking from away from the pulpit, just taking a short video saying, Hey, here's what I want you, here's what I'm challenging you to do this week with what you heard. Um, so they're going to read through that, just click accept and it's going to, um, yeah, then they're going to be able to live that out and come back and record their story. Like, Hey, here's what I did. And um, here's how that worked. Here's here. They can share a video story and mm-hmm. share a picture along with it. Maybe they went, and uh, just connected with a neighbor for the first time or connected with somebody at work or share the gospel. And maybe you know, they take a picture with their coworker, or take a picture with their neighbor, what they did. And that gets repopulated. And then within the app, those stories become the content that everybody can scroll through and just read the stories of how, how God is moving and how God is working in other people's lives, which in turn, as we know, like social just compels people to take action alongside other people, right? Like, oh man, so-and-so is doing that. I'm going to go do that so-and-so did that i can do that that's no big deal um and so it's actively encouraging your audience to continue to take on new challenges and they can go back and take other challenges that they missed one um so they're always there to always go back and and accept them so Drew, does does this become does this become the church app does it you know i think practically in the church it's been subsplash you know that that so many churches have uh, gone down and, and so I just even go down the, the path of church technology history and then Brady Shear, uh, our friend of the podcast, uh, picked a fight uh, with church apps and has kind of been the voice of church church apps should not be a thing. Um, and so there has been an ongoing debate of should churches have an app? Is So I think what I'm curious about is, is this an app that churches make available? And, and even many times churches are now even saying, get the right now media app mm-hmm. for your um, you know, your curriculum, get this app for your giving, get this, you know, and so is this one more app that churches get? How do, how do you see this fitting into the church ecosystem? Yeah. From, Cause you've been in ministry, anyway, you know, you understand that seat that, that ministries are in. No, it's a great question. Um, I personally like, no. And for a very specific reason, because it's built directly for discipleship. You know, I look at the other church apps and they, they act as a, 
as a website in an app format. You know, Subsplash is all, like they've been around forever. They've done a wonderful job, um, but it really is focused on church content. Like church, um, it's you know, here's our sermon time. Here's the sermon notes section, things like that. This we look at it as if you look at <laughs> this is going to be a high comparison. Uh, if you look at like Google or Apple and all these different companies, how they have a suite of apps, right? Um, so they'll have their notes, they'll have, you know, whatever, they'll have all their, all their apps for specific functions. So we look at it as like, this is your discipleship app for your church. Um, this is the way that you're going to grow and challenge your people. Um, so we see it as an add on as like, Hey, yeah, run your church through whatever app is, is running your church right now, but really take ownership of, of your people and discipling welcomes your people in this space. Um, so that's the way that we're kind of viewing it. Um, now, where where that lands in five years, and as we continue to grow and develop, um, who knows? I, I I think we're we're constantly um, kind of checking on the pulse of okay, what is needed? How can we best serve? How can we best help? Um, but that's how we've that's how we viewed it view it currently is really like in the suite of apps for the church, and and with that, when you look at all these other apps, it's like hey, download the download the giving app or download this specific app. This is branded for you. This isn't a Cause Machine app. This is your brand, your discipleship. This isn't saying, hey, go download the Cause Machine app, find our church, and then go in. It's, this is us. This is our church. So that's why we view it as more of that suite of apps. It's your brand, your identity. What I, what I love about that, Drew, and, and everybody on this podcast has worked in a church, one of the most difficult things, especially digitally, to measure is that discipleship piece and is that are my people growing mm. i know i got a ton of people after church that told me this was a great sermon they were really inspired yep. but it's really hard to measure did they go out and live that um and i think so so i love that you're you guys are posing a digital solution to a a digital gap for the church in in terms of what we can measure and i would say additionally the technology is set apart. I think you answered you answered Nils's question really well. Um, round of applause, good job, <laughs> uh, Drew. You're doing great. Um, I, I I would say um, all, as I was thinking about all those other apps because I have the same problem. Like I would land exactly where Brady lands, where it's like, wait, why am I downloading this? Um, whether it's social media, whether it's a church app really outside of the giving app, but even on a website, like the, the, the web giving experience for me, at least that's how I give to my church is just, I, cause I don't have the app and I'm like, what is it? Okay. Just go to the website, give right. The giving experience, especially if it's through an organization like PushPay or Tively, mm -hmm. it's a really, it's a really positive, you know, good experience on a web, on a website without an app, mm -hmm. right? What you're doing is there's actually a purpose to the app. It's not just content distribution. It's not just another spot that my yeah. content is being posted. There's actually like, I can't do this on Instagram. I can't do this in a Facebook. I can't do this anywhere else. This is the way that I can get a challenge. This is my, my discipleship app. So yeah, it's cool that it looks like my church, but like, this is also yeah. my discipleship app. Uh, and so if I'm interested in growing. It's like why we all have the Bible app, right? Or we all have pray.com or we all have, um, you know, uh, I don't know. There's probably another one. Those, yeah. are the, those are the two main ones. The only ones that I'm going to mention on this podcast. Um, there's a reason we download it because there's a reason and it's adding to our daily spiritual lives. Yeah. I can go listen to my pastor on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts or Spotify or mm -hmm. iHeartRadio, right? I can go watch his clips on reels. I don't need a special spot for that, but I'm not being challenged or getting challenged or having an opportunity to actually live my faith out yeah. in any of these spots outside of Bible reading, which is the Bible app, mm -hmm. uh, maybe creating a daily prayer practice, which is pray.com. Um, and you guys have created another app in the suite that's actually helping people spiritually simultaneously. And I think this is what the power is simultaneously benefiting the churches from seeing how their congregants yeah. are responding to the, to the challenges. So, well, um, I thought that was a great answer and, and I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm inspired by that. DK, I'm curious, you're the only one who's still working in a church. Um, <laughs> what, how is this, how is this lighting on you? And you were nodding a lot during what I was saying. So, yeah, man, I, I think if, if we're looking at the scope of build outs and we're looking at 
Um, how can we better automate or streamline? Automate, you're going to hear me say these three words, automation, streamline, and scalability, right? And how can we take those things and then put those three words in discipleship? One of the, one of the gross negligent areas in church, if we're honest, is discipleship. And here's why. Because it's one of the areas, it's, it, it feels like you cannot measure it. Yeah. yeah. This application gives that measurement so that people can now scale and see what is most important to the church. That is the testimony of those who have been impacted by the word. Now that you have that in your ecosystem, then you can say, okay, cool. We can run these stories on social. We can run these stories here. We have these stories that tell what people have experienced throughout the body of Christ. Now we use those stories to compel more men to come. How do they overcome yeah. by the word of the lamb and by the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony? This is how the people overcome. So we're, we're streamlining your discipleship. We're getting things together. And that's what this application is able to do. Now it's able to do other stuff. Sure. Website development, you know, customer relationship management systems, all these other nice little trinkets and tools that any other uh, church relationship management system that you would have that you want to be impacted by. But here is the most important thing. You need to ask yourself, man or woman of God, ask yourself, how are you measuring people growing in your church? Yeah. Well, and and his application Assist me. Yeah, I, man, thank you for saying that. I mean, like, I, I felt like from my own church experience, like I resonated just with everything you said because it's, it was so often the challenge that I felt, and we were constantly trying to figure out how, like, you're working with people's souls and their hearts and their minds. It's like, how do you measure that growth? And, and like, biblically speaking, like, we plant the seed, we water it, God makes it grow. So like anybody coming into ministry has to accept the fact that like, Hey, I may leave and never see the fruit of the work that I did. Um, and I have to be okay with that. But if there's an edge, if there's a way that we can help bring our people along, see where they're going. Um, I think the other, the other function of it is really seeing where are our people engaging? What are, what challenges are they accepting that tell us something about our church? Hey, all half of our church accepted a challenge on money. Nobody accepted a challenge on marriage. Okay. What are we learning about? Our We're running a building campaign, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But really like learning about your people and, and letting that's right. Letting that information then inform the decisions that you make of how are we going to continue to disciple? How are we can, going to continue to create new resources, create a new program, create a new conference, whatever it may be, a new event, a new, uh, or even next year's sermon series. Like all of those things, as we see how people are engaging, start allowing us to make informed decisions of how do we actually engage and encourage and build our people and disciple them. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's so critical when we're looking at discipleship. Um, and so let me, let me drop some nuggets of truth that may help a church measure. This may be helpful. One of the ways you can determine or use case ways is what's called milestones. You're going to hear that word a lot in the area of assimilation and discipleship. These two, that one word, milestones. Milestones give you the ability to track exactly what that person has accomplished. What I haven't heard in the body of Christ is milestones for discipleship. Have they shared a story? Have they invited someone to church? Have they been a part of a small group or a grow group, growth track or whatever the case may be? And I use those milestones to help. And I use this cause app to draw people in. Right. So cause, if I may take some liberty here. Is that net of discipleship that we've been trying to cast that we could. And now we're able to throw this net in a very broad context to draw people into Christ. 
Y'all better go get the hat. That's all I'm going to tell you. Go get it. That's right. This is literally the gap in every church, by the way. This is the gap in every church. This is the gap in every church. Yeah. I, uh, Drew, I'm, I'm curious. Well, Nils, do you, b- before I ask a, a question that maybe takes us in a different direction, you got you got any thoughts that you want to jump? You know, I'm 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 so intrigued, um, and I and I think one of the things that I'm I'm really intrigued by and curious about is is what um, you know how our church is using it, and and I know you're just getting started, and right. I think there's a lot of like new development, and this is part of where this conversation. That's one of the things I've been grateful that we get to do here on this podcast is introduce new technologies uh, as uh, because we need people to, you know, test case, you know, the, and, and prove out how things work and set an example and set a model uh, for, for how these things work. I, I think about a platform, Drew, that I use a lot uh, with my non-church clients called Kajabi. Um, and they have a members portal that is driven by challenge. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is in the fitness space. And a lot of that's in you know, so th- this isn't new, uh, but but it is to the church, uh, and it's, it's somewhat unfortunate because it fits exactly w- with what we do. Uh, so I I love that it's like I've, I've seen exactly what you're talking about outside of uh, the church, and and I also see the gamification. I, I think about on, on I guess it's on Instagram that I saw the other day um, where it was like, oh, you you unlocked this thing, and it and basically saying like you posted twice in two days in a row or something. Um, and it, and it motivated me like, what else can I unlock? Yeah. It, well, I didn't unlock anything. It just gave me this little star that made me feel good about posting two days in a row. And I, I didn't, they didn't give me a dollar, uh, or anything, you know, legitimate. Uh, but that gamification of, you know, um, how I behaved in the pattern of behavior that they wanted me to. So I, I, anyways, I, I'm a big fan of what I'm hearing. Uh, and I'm, I'm really interested to see you know, functionally how, how people are using it. I, I think too, um, I, I just, I, I want to kind of add to what DK was saying on the technology side and, uh, reiterate is, is we do, um, apps are high friction for evangelism people that are in our congregation. Uh, so I think some people are like, oh, we're going to create an app and it's going to help us reach millions of people. An app is not going to do that. And the app is going to help you make news flash people deeper. Um, and, and so, so I do think that it, there is friction with it, uh, but with the friction comes greater opportunity with push notifications with it's on their home screen. It's so accessible. When you think about your fitness apps, you think about your health apps, your banking apps, your Google maps, that things that you use regularly, you want them as an app on your phone. You don't want to have to go to uber.com every time you want to call a car, you want to open up that app. Um, and so, so this is an app that you want your church members opening on a daily basis. Um, and so it, an app makes so much sense for what this is just to be clear. So just to differentiate from what Brady is saying, basically you want your website that you want visitors to come to very accessible as a website, your app can be a little less accessible for a first time user, but more accessible for, for a daily user. So I think the technology barrier uh those that have heard you know brady brady's pitch on why not an app i agree with brady uh but what he's talking about is very different than what we're talking about here um so drew that said i'm curious what what are um some of the churches that are using it what where, where are they seeing the most success currently within the app or where are you seeing the most engagement features yeah yeah um yeah sure. i can i mean i can i've got some numbers pulled up i was somewhat prepared i came somewhat prepared uh, great. And so within, within one app in particular, um, over the last year, there were, uh, 91,000 total content views, 930, 930 stories written, um, 114,000 total story views. Uh, the average time on app, which I think is important, right? Like at the end of the day, what we're fighting Absolutely. for in our people is their attention and their time. And so how are we going to engage them in another way to where we're, we're discipling them and keeping their attention focused on God's word, focused on growing in Christ. Um, and so the average time on app that we're seeing is around 17 minutes. Um, so, wow, that's a significant amount of time over a, a large number of accounts. Um, and people are living there. They're reading the stories. They're engaging in the challenges. Um, they're scrolling through and maybe they're just using it as a news feed similar to another social media app, but 
they're wanting to learn and read and see what people are doing. Um, yeah. Now that's powerful. 17 minutes anywhere is powerful. Yeah. I think um, when I hear you quote the numbers, I hear engagement. I hear adaptation. I hear I like using this application just by numbers alone, right? And so I think it's a, a really important for, for those of us who, as Neil said, you have apps as well as websites to think about what he just said. Your app barely got two minutes worth of usage. His app has 17 minutes. Can we be honest? There's something that he's doing within his app that we need to adopt in our apps. What is it? Let me help y'all. I'm going to see if I can go across the field and see if I can get this right. It is the ability to have a story and share it in multiple lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what I hear, Drew, in your pitch is, yeah, you have the cause app, but you just gave us another lane to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And the story is most important here. Yeah. So Drew, tell us more ways. I see we have membership. Yeah. I see we have other applications that we can engage. What other ways do you help people with the application tell the story even more? It's a good question. Um, as far as like stories that are coming out of, that are being generated by the users. Yeah, yeah. So um, those are going to go out in like a weekly digest automate automatically. So in a, in a, you know, they, they jump on, they create an account automatically. They're going to get a weekly digest of stories of what's happened, weekly challenges. And of course, like there's always, they can adjust those notifications. They can adjust if they want to see those or not, how often, um, but they're automatically get the notification. So you don't have to worry about, you know, okay, I've got to go schedule this email. I've got to do this. It's like, just literally upload the content and let it happen. And it's going to automatically send that stuff out and keep your people informed. Um, one of the ways that I'm, I'm hopeful that we can grow towards is how do we integrate better with um, other social media platforms? Yeah, I was listening to um, Justin Nava's um, podcast with you all. Loved it. I thought it was awesome. So if you haven't listened to that one, I will like, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, so what he was, and he used this analogy of a house, right? So the foyer and the website being the foyer and, and really looking at social media. And S, I think he was talking more of Google and SEO as that front door. Um, I personally, I, I am not a marketing expert. I will own that right now, but I'll, I would say an add on would be social media is that front door as well. How are they getting to your website, Google SEO and social media? And so my hope is as we continue to grow and develop that we find new ways of being able to capture the stories that people are, are sharing from the challenges and from what they're to then you know, immediately post those to social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever. Um, and if it's a video, send it to TikTok or something like that. Um, so that's where I'm hopeful we can grow into. Um, but for right now, it's really going to be within the app itself. And then you automatically send those emails out so that people are staying engaged and, and motivated. Pro tip for Drew. I would add, I would tell my developers that I love so much that I bring food for all the time. I would tell them, hey, add me an integrator that integrates with the likes of Buffer, Sprout Social, mm -hmm. and take those stories and almost schedule them out. Yeah. So that person can already have them in lock and loaded and it automatically pushes it out there or connect with someone else. That's just a free, that's appreciate what that. I would do. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. On, on the back end to just kind of help church. Cause that's going to be the next question they're going to ask. Well, are we going to have to do this? No, let's cut that out. Let's already have you set. So when we get it, you have the ability to already move it over or schedule within your social media yeah. plan. Yeah. Just a thought. Pre Since we're talking to the developers, uh, this, this is where I was gonna, this is where I was gonna, uh, go with my conversation as well. I, cause where my head goes DK is, and Nils, you're probably, you're probably here too, is like just 
full a full blown like CRM, yeah. right? And if it's not a full blown CRM, like how can how can you take some shares away from uh oh what's the one a uh, planning center planning yeah. center, right? If this is the discipleship app, part of that is serving. And I know a lot of people are married to planning center, but planning center doesn't, doesn't play well. Uh, I'm sorry if we got any planning center listeners on the app. You both should be listening to this as well. Uh, planning center doesn't play well with people and their APIs don't integrate well. And yeah. so when I'm thinking about the opportunity here, like if people are, and, and, and the reason I use planning center, and this is where I'm going to throw them their flowers, every church member downloads planning center apps because they have to because they have to the staff is using it and 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 their volunteers are using it and so when i'm thinking about like where this is already happening and how you how how like this is still a part of discipleship how could this be integrated into something that's already happening um you know how, how could this be also a space where your team's are jumping in there to figure out when are they serving, right? Mm-hmm. This is probably a challenge from most pastors just about every week. Like, are you plugged into a community group? Are you serving? Uh, and then of course, like, are you listening to what I'm saying in this sermon, which is the challenges, right? But I'm curious from the development team, if, if there's anything in the roadmap, um, you know, to start integrating like the volunteer opportunities and the volunteer coordination as almost part of the challenges. Drew, I was just curious if Oh, that's a that's a great question. I mean, man, I've been I've been doing this uh, technology with churches for for probably three or four years now, and I I promise you, every single church uses something different and wants to integrate with something different. Uh, so it is like every day, like, oh, do you do this? I'm like, no, I sorry. Hey, now alongside that, we've got an open API. Uh, we integrate with Zapier. Uh, we integrate with tools like Mailchimp. So there are options um, now within the church world, whether it's you know, Rock, Planning Center, uh, CCB, Fellowship One, yep. whatever it may be, that's where we probably need to grow more. Um, and, and I'll say this, I, for, from nine years of ministry experience and looking and now kind of being on the outside looking in, what, what purpose is the data that we're receiving um, serving for our people? So all the data that we intake from our people, we intake and intake and intake, it's for us. And I'll, I'll like wrap myself out. I didn't use half of it because I was only focused on one thing. And very yeah. <laughs> and so the way that we're trying to really position this is saying, hey, take the data in, but actually let it work for you and for your people so that when you share content, so you know, church member Drew comes in, creates his account, says, "Hey, I'm 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 interested in challenges or or content around um, money, marriage, parenting, whatever it may be." Great. Now, any content that you share is tagged with that and automatically gets sent to them. Whether it's a course, whether it's a challenge, whether it's a blog, whether it's a, a podcast, like those things get sent to them. And guess what? Other members of the community that are interested in parenting and money and marriage are also going to like pop up and say, Hey, you should connect with this person. So it's actually facilitating connection around fly fishing around Sanford, around whatever it may be that you're choosing to say, Hey, we want you, like, we want to know who you are because this is going to help you actually connect and engage with our people. So I, I got a little bit off topic around the, the integrations question. Um, but it's really just a data question. What what is the purpose for all the data that we're seeing? Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's better for you not to go down that path, though, because I think DK and I just started a business between us uh, through the the digital <laughs> None. eye contact. Have we just saw our compete. I I could see I could see DK's DK's uh, wheels turning uh, of of the opportunities uh, that are sitting there. Yes, definitely opportunities. <laughs> but I look at it and say to myself. How much do we lose chasing the opportunity versus using what we have, right? Yeah, we got the planning centers that help us kind of schedule our church life. That's why, it's, it, 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 you know, it's like Notion. That's why it sounds so good to you. It's just, it's a good filler for what we have going on. But we have zero. And, and man, let me tell you, I studied this game a whole lot. I don't see much in the area of really bringing the community together 
outside of a small group. Mm-hmm. There's nothing technological that helps us do it that other way. So now, inserts cause machine that kind of eliminates a problem that we already have. So, so I see, I see the benefits of that. I also understand fully um, how you can use, let's say, that challenge, and that challenge becomes a class. And I can see it through the streamlined pack that you already have shown me and talked about how one thing, one decision, I think this is powerful, one decision could change the scope of my week. It can touch the lives of people around me. It can touch the community that I talk to. It can touch my social media uh, people. And it could change me internally. Just one decision. I want to know about money. Cool. Let's send you information about money. That you so, so for me on the other side of that, what is the, what is the offense to that? What is the what is the business doing outside of church? You know what they doing? It's called chatbots. Chatbots, you ask me a question, I give you an answer. But what chatbots, what they fail at is they lack follow up. They're only going to do what we tell them. Drew's application has the tentacles to have following up. And so, Drew, help us understand clearly as it relates to following up. Walk us through that with the application. Man, that's a good one. Um, when I consider follow-up, right, so we're identifying, we've released a challenge, and we've got 14 people now, 20 people, 100 people who've said, okay, I accepted this challenge. I want to, I want to, you know, engage in this piece of uh, content and I share a story about it. What happens next? You know, one, you've got the email stuff, but the ability to then roll that content, roll that group, identify those people and say, Hey, I want to put them in a group here. And maybe it's your online pastor. Maybe it's a connections pastor who says, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to feed this group. Uh, Hey, you, you all accepted this challenge and you wrote a story about it. So we're going to take all of you and put you in this group. And we want to just encourage you. We want to give you content. We want to give you content. We want to give you resources. And we want to identify that you're, you did something with this. Uh, so the ability to take those people, put them into a group, allow them to have discussion around it. Say, hey, here's like, I shared my story, but there was so much more behind that. Like, how did I get to that point? Why did I do it? All those different things. Uh, yeah. And then, so the group side would be the really the, the next step follow up. Hey, we've identified that, you know, all these people did this. And uh, there's things outside of that, certainly. Like you you all mentioned the the programs and like the ability to like spin things out of this. Oh man, we identified this problem, we identified this challenge in our church. Okay, so let's let's have a conference, let's bring in somebody or let's uh, you know have a sermon series on it, whatever it may be. But really taking that follow up and saying, okay, these people did this, now let's put them into a group and engage them, engage them, engage them, and feed them, encourage them, disciple them. Uh, through this, through Cause Machine, through your own instance of Cause Machine. So Drew, Drew, just to get to practically with the church, does each small group have its own like group within the Cause Machine app that they can have a, a private community within, or does every church have its own kind of collective community? Yeah. So, so one thing maybe to know is that you, know, I've seen it with with like. Uh, I'm not sure if Kajabi's this way. Nils, you you could educate me on Kajabi. But like with with something like Mighty Networks. So with Mighty Networks, you have to download the Mighty Networks app. Yeah. And then you go and find the community that you're a part of. Right. So this is Cause Machine is the platform. So, you know, it's yep. community. I, I'm just using a, a general name. Community Church has their own discipleship yep. app. And it becomes branded, looks and feels exactly like their church homepage. Like, people feel comfortable there in that digital environment um and is and they can like the 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 answer is like yes they can like every small group could have their own private discussion forum where like hey i, I just read this book or i found this video that uh of this old sermon like every i mean that's what my small does is sharing different resources like um, i just read this book you all should read this um so yeah every small group could have their own private discussion forum have a leader um, who's a part of that? They can message directly back and forth within the within the community. Um, yeah, love that. 
I th- and I think that's this is. I mean, just getting into the micro <laughs> of this, this is one of the biggest missing pieces because a lot of groups historically of churches were using Facebook groups. Now people aren't even on Facebook, or they moved to like Group Me. Uh, and there's just, I mean, I feel like this is the biggest like pain point I do right now in the social media world is where do our like small groups communicate with each other? And, and the planning center, which is what most of the churches that, that I work with are yeah. on, the church center app doesn't really do that. Um, it just, you know, you can basically give and sign up for things on there. And so that's a, it's a significant gap. I mean, I think that piece alone mm. is the, what I would sign up. You know, the, yep. the other things to me are kind of the icing on the yeah. cake, which the other things, as I hear you say, Drew, are the, really the greater value. Uh, but I think to give small groups and like kind of an old platform within your app uh, to, to build community with each other, um, that's a high value right there. Um, and like to share prayer requests, to share, you know, like that's, I mean, you, you think community, you think small groups, you think leadership teams, you think whatever, you're like, little private pockets of community uh, for you to be in within the life of your church. That, that alone is gold, whatever the cost is, that <laughs> that's, that's it right there. And then you add in the discipleship, yeah. the content yeah. the, you know, like, and, and the truth is that's where discipleship is happening. It happens in relationship, but you add in content engagement and challenges and things like that. Uh, but to have a community portal yep. um, is my biggest aha out of this conversation and this technology that is, the differentiator of, I don't know of another app a church can get. And honestly, Kajabi doesn't do that. Kajabi is one big portal for everyone in your membership. You can't create, at least not yet, in their community feature, micro communities within your community. Yeah. Um, and so this is this is a big deal. Do you think, you yeah, I think uh, that I was leading right into that. I think that's a really important feature. Uh, we currently use miniature platform. Uh, and this is no endorsement for ministry platform. It's just what we use and I enjoy it. And ministry platform has an application called Group Life. And Group Life allows you to talk in your micro community to your community only. So you can only talk to. The problem with Group Life in, in most cases is it doesn't give you that group me type of we can interact spontaneously. And only is like a one-way communication kind of like the other uh, PCO, kind of like PCO. Uh, so in giving people that ability to respond, to do life with each other, I think, again, as Neil says, take the application to the next level. We talked about the assimilation and the discipleship, but the community and the relationship is what you're trying to foster. This application is definitely going to put you on the map. Yeah. That's right. And it, what, I'm think, what I'm sitting over here thinking about is that we have, we have hoped this is happening, right? This is why we do clips on social media. This is what, like, and I hope somebody shares this clip to inspire their community group. I hope they, fi- well, first of all, you're hoping that they find it yeah. on social media, right? That's the risk. This is not an endorsement. At, we're on the Social Media Church podcast, everybody. <laughs> this is not an endorsement to not do social media. This is an endorsement that you're not measuring discipleship very well if you're hoping yeah. that what is happening on social media is, ha- is happening, right? There's an evangelistic component to social media, and that's why we're there. The discipleship should not be left to the randomization of the algorithm of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Drew has succinctly and very clearly provided us with a solution where we can now be intentional in measuring these challenges, which are still clips. These are clips. These are sermon clips, probably not different than what you're posting already on social media. There's just a very intentional, directed way for you to now not only lead and disciple your congregants through it, but also measure their productivity as they're going through it and the equipping piece too, right? You're equipping your community to equip others uh, to run these challenges alongside you as well. And so I love the intentionality and I think it's the intentionality piece in discipleship that we don't have a great digital solution for. I mean, we spent 40 minutes now talking about, I don't think there is a digital solution for discipleship. Uh, so Drew, I'm I I am fired up. You have all three of us fired up. Uh, we all came into this call excited to learn, yeah. uh, and we intentionally wanted to do that uh, to represent our audience. So Drew, thank you for informing us. You've just informed a ton, thousands of our listeners. Uh, how can they connect with you, and and what would their next step be as they're like, man, I need to sign up for this right now? Yeah. Well, I will I will say this. Um, so you connect with me like the number one place, LinkedIn. 
And if you are a ministry person, you are not on LinkedIn, which I know a lot of you are not, I would highly encourage you to be there. Um, LinkedIn is an amazing platform. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a shameless plug for LinkedIn. It has been, like, that's how Aaron and I got connected. Like, I, I follow Nils there. Like, he probably sees me voting on his polls, which I love, and the shorts that you create are awesome. Um, but LinkedIn, like, I mean, think about it. Like, our people, the people that we're serving, ministering to, and walking with, that's where they're engaging. They're in their workplace, and that's their workplace environment. So let's go learn about what they're doing and what's being shared out there. Cause there's a ton of guys who are in and men and women who are, who are sharing the gospel through LinkedIn and it's amazing. So LinkedIn, you can find me there. That's going to be the most prominent place. Uh, what about for the product? If they want to learn about the product, maybe they want to just hop on a sales call with you straight away, Drew, shoot your shot, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can. Uh, just go to causemachine.com. You're going to see buttons for request a demo. We're editing some things to make it a little bit easier for people to just directly connect with us. Um, it'll send you to a calendar request and you can just you know book a time there. I should have a calendar request on my LinkedIn profile as well. Um, so if you want to just you know shoot the breeze for 30 minutes and discover if this is a good fit for you, I feel free. Like that's That's what I'm here to do. We want to make sure it's going to be a good fit for your church, that it's going to serve your people well and honor uh, the mission and vision of your church. That's it. Nails DK. Any parting thoughts for Drew? I got, I got, I got, uh, at least one more question that is not related to cause machine. Uh, but while we're on the cause machine subject, Nails DK, I, 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 I'm of the opinion and I think everyone could pick up, uh, talk here and drew here on the podcast that he's not a hard sales kind of guy. And so, it's worth having a conversation and just better understanding. And and in, in, in Drew's a ministry guy, uh, and I'm, this is our first time to have a conversation. Um, you know, in, in I say in real life, so <laughs> I've been digital life, but uh, on, a, on a video call. Uh, but but I think at, at the end of the day, I, look, I, I'm uh, I'm thinking about my church. I'm thinking about a lot of different churches right now. In this in this conversation, uh, it this makes a lot of sense. And I think if you could bring your ministry con- context to Drew, he's a ministry guy that that could tell you whether this is going to be a good fit for you or not. The the other th- side that I I have been thinking about uh, for a while, one of the things I appreciate, Drew, that you and, and your team are investing into the church is, look, technology is so expensive yeah. but to build and complex. Um, and when we can collectively get behind good technology companies uh, and help them, by investing in you know the the software that that's expensive, I think often we want to get to a race to the bottom uh, in the church world of like we want to get what what's the cheapest thing we get and and I think it's it's short sighted what we need in the church when it comes to technology solutions and when I think about how the importance of discipleship and that there's a technology par- uh, provider that's prioritizing discipleship uh, this this I, that's that's what's most exciting to me about this conversation that I think we're talking about. Like I heard online community engagement and sermon engagement or social engagement, sermon, you know, at, at the end of the day, this is core to what we do. The sermon, the the pulpit often or drives the church, but we have historically used this kind of technology just to push out uh, a video, uh, push out audio content. And uh, we're, we're, we're taking it, this app is taking it to another level. So I, Drew, I love what you're a part of. I love uh, the vision. Um, I'm excited to see some churches adopt it and put it into action. Um, and I'm going to push my church, uh, to, to be one of the first, um, and, uh, because it, it's needed and, uh, it's, it's meeting a need. So thank you for leading the way. And, and I can't encourage others enough to, to have a conversation with you. And I think to be, to be clear, uh, if it's not clear, like Drew reached out on a DM and there is no financial exchange and there's no sponsor or anything. Uh, we're, we're just excited about what's, what's happening here. And so. Anybody that might perceive uh, that that might be part of this conversation, it's not. We literally were curious to get to know the platform and, and to you know and share us picking Drew's brain uh, live with everybody. So, are so yeah. funny, Nils. Right? It's like, man, you guys must be in, uh, financially incentivized to talk to us about a great discipleship solution. <laughs> are you serious? Go ch- like yeah. go check your talk to him, DK. Like go check yourself. Are you serious? Like. And, and what you said is so key too, Nils, right? Like, okay, discipleship, it's what Jesus told us to do. We're really passionate about it. What's the cheapest solution that we can do for that? Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Come on. 
All right, DK, any parting thoughts before I, as I stand yeah, up part, my. Yeah, you, you was way on that soapbox. I ain't mad at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parting thoughts is this. You are what you invest. Yeah. If you refuse to invest, then what you are saying is discipleship is not a priority. And the people are the priority. Put the people back in position, back first, back in priority and give them tools and resources to change the world. Maybe you don't want to change the world, but at least change yourself. That's all I can. Ooh. Ooh. At least change yourself. Okay, uh, DK, that was great. Drew, an easy question here to end. Might be difficult because you might not have a second answer. You've cle- okay. We usually ask people what their favorite social media is. Yeah. Right? You have clearly made a, kid, <laughs> made a great case for why LinkedIn is your favorite. I love that. Uh, I'm not going to sway you on that. Do you have a second? Do you have a second favorite social media? I mean, really, the the only other one that I'd be engaged in is Instagram. Yeah, that's that's the only other one. But I'd find myself reels, feed, or story guy. Oh, reels. I will find myself in a rabbit hole of reels real fast. <laughs> like twenty minutes later, I'm like, what am I? I'm laughing and having a blast. <laughs> But 20 minutes later, I'm down a rabbit hole quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Reels is probably where I'm at. I love it. I love it. Well, Drew, thank you for all of your time. Thank you for enlightening us and being a part of a, a movement with Cause Machine that is solving a digital gap for our churches, and that is discipleship. Uh, if you guys want to connect with us, uh, you can go to socialmedia.church. Uh, you guys know where we are on all of our social handles. Actually, everybody on this call, you can just check the show notes of this episode if you're listening on podcast, or you can find it in the YouTube description if you're watching on YouTube. Both of those spots, we would be so honored if you would push that subscribe button. Uh, you also help other ministries that are searching for solutions like the one Drew provided. Find our content, which is going to help inform them and make a difference in the kingdom. We will catch you on the next episode.